three, two, one. Welcome to the Pacers Pod. My name is Brian. You are listening to my podcast. This is my podcast about the Indiana Pacers and the NBA in general. Um, I do have the freedom to talk about whatever I want, and I probably plan to do that. However, the vehicle that will be driving my podcast uh, will be the Indiana Pacers and how they are performing in this upcoming NBA season. So I chose the name Pacers Pod. There was surprisingly not one out there by that name. There was a Pacers podcast. So if that's your podcast, uh, you know, I didn't rip off your name. Um, It's pretty basic, so you'll have to get over that if that's you. Um, But I'm doing my thing here. It's called the Pacers Pod for now. And, you know, I'm pretty excited about doing this. Uh, This is my second crack at podcasting. I did a podcast called Crossing Comfort Zones um, for like, I don't know, maybe a little over a year uh, with my friend Dan. And uh, we put that one to rest this spring, this past spring. And so here I am. I had the itch. So I'm going to try something. I'm going to try it again. And this time I'm, I'm flying solo and I'm talking about basketball and specifically the Pacers. And, uh, you know, like I said, I might end up talking about whatever else is going on in my life. I'm, I'm one of those guys who um, I like to think about things. I like to try new things in my life and I like to share them. So this is the perfect uh, media for me. And also, this is better than playing 2K. Um, well, you know, well, that's I guess the verdict's out on that. But I'm a huge NBA 2K fan. And so this is, uh, you know, cutting into my time. But I feel as though this might be more valuable. Um. I basically, you know, I besides having the itch to do a podcast, I just noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of talk out there about the Indiana Pacers specifically. Um, the kind of talk that I like listening to, which I like the forums, like the basketball podcasts that I like are, you know, from the NBA show or the, or the, the Ringer Network, uh, Zach Lowe on ESPN. So I've got my podcast I listen to, but it's just very rarely that they touch they touch on the Pacers and, and what the storylines are uh, for this team. So there are Pacers, there are podcasts specifically around the Pacers, but they all seem a little too structured for me. They seem a little scripted and they feel like it's just something to get done, like it's being covered as if it were just any other team. And so I think that there's a there's an opportunity here for someone to come in and talk about the Pacers that actually watches the Pacers and follows the games and, um, you know, it it actually cares about the players and the coaches and what's best for the, for the team. So that's what I'm going to try to bring. I'm going to try to bring kind of a hometown feel. I do live in Indiana. I do follow the Pacers. Um, but like I said, I like, I like all the NBA, um, but that's the reason why I'm doing this. It's it's because I think that there, there's 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 not really anything out there like this. And I also believe, uh, you know, in challenging myself. And to me, this is a fun challenge. This is something that a project that I can work on, kind of a uh, something that I can learn and get better at, and another way to, you know, enjoy life and share share what I like with uh, other people. So. Um, Like I said, once again, welcome to the Pacer Pod. My name is Brian, and this is episode one. So we're we're getting rolling here tonight. The season is about uh, three weeks away. It's uh, September 24th. Um, They just the players and coaches are in Indianapolis now for media day, 
I did see that there was um, footage of Oladipo and Miles Turner and, and Nate McMillan uh, interviews. I haven't watched those yet, but I probably will do that now that I, you know, now that I'm in the biz, I guess you could call it. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Uh, I want to talk about the upcoming season for the Pacers, what I think that might happen, um, kind of like what I'm looking for from each player. And But before I do that, I wanted to, to take a couple minutes here and just talk about last year's team and last year's season. Um, last year really kind of lit the fire for me as a Pacers fan when they traded Paul George away for Victor Oladipo and, and Sabonis. Um, well, at being an being an, an Indiana guy, I, I obviously was very very aware of, of Victor Oladipo and uh, probably my favorite Indiana University team since I've been alive was the Oladipo. Actually, I know that's for sure. I mean, I loved that Indiana Indiana Hoosier team. We're talking 2011 2012 timeframe. Uh, Oladipo, Cody Zeller, Jordy Halls, Christian Watford. Um, Will Sheehy, man, who else did they have on that team? Anyways, they had a really good team. They ended up winning the Big Ten. They ended up, I believe, finishing first overall in the nation. So they they, they went into the tournament as the number one overall seed. Um, unfortunately, got bounced in the Sweet 16 by Syracuse in that damn zone. But anyway, so I was very familiar with Victor Oladipo. He was he was a huge piece of that of that Indiana team. Um, he ended up being the second overall draft pick that year to the Orlando Magic. Uh, but so the Pacers got Oladipo last year, and it was the first time that I also said, you know what, I'm ready to to claim stake to a team because I've always been a huge NBA fan. Like I mentioned, I, maybe I mentioned earlier, spend a lot of hours playing NBA 2K. Um, I was the kind of kid that would uh, always, always, uh, I, I, I was into like trading basketball cards and collecting basketball cards. So I've just always been kind of a nerd when it comes to the NBA. I just love it. Uh, so, but I've never fully committed to a team the way that some of my friends had. So I know um, one of my best friends, he's a huge Cleveland fan and he, he was a Cleveland fan uh, with LeBron. He was a Cleveland fan when LeBron left and he was a Cleveland fan when LeBron came back and Watching, watching the Cavaliers win the championship in 2016, and seeing how much fun it was for my friend to, uh, you know, be a part of that and and uh, kind of be on that ride with the team. It really made me think. Man, I'm missing out by just kind of being a a bandwagon fan. And 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 by bandwagon, it's just you know I I follow all the teams truly. Like I I just follow all the teams, and and so I didn't necessarily care to say like, oh, I'm a Pacers fan. But last year I made the plunge and I did it before the season started and the Pacers were supposed to suck last year. They were probably predicted to win 30 games, definitely not make the playoffs. And uh, they ended up, you know, blowing everybody's mind last year and uh, led by Victor Oladipo. So the Pacers last year, they finished fifth in the Eastern Conference with 48 wins and 34 losses. They took the Cleveland Cavaliers seven games in the first round. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers ended up winning the Eastern Conference. And so for the Pacers to take them seven and had a few calls gone differently, you know, the Pacers definitely could have uh, beat the Cavs. I'm not saying that they would have made it to the um, 
I'm not saying the Pacers would have made it out of the East, but they would have at least beat the Cavs had had the calls gone their way. Uh, so regardless, it was just an amazing season for the Pacers. You know, like nobody really expected them to do that well. And Oladipo came in and just had an amazing season. He won the NBA Most Improved Player of the Year. He was selected to first team all NBA defense. And he was selected to the third team all NBA. And those are very prestigious honors. Um, they don't just give those away. There's only 15 spots to make an all NBA team. And, and for Oladipo to get one of those, um, you know, that's huge. And especially from where he came from and, and, and the kind of season he had the previous year, his last year in Oklahoma City. So it's going to be really interesting, interesting to see how, how Oladipo follows up that last year's season. Um, you know, one of the things also about last year's team that just stood out besides the emergence of Oladipo and the Pacers just winning a lot of games was the fact that they just seemed to have amazing team chemistry. Uh, the, the team, they were always fired up. They were always picking each other up off the floor. They were hustling. They they had a lot of grit and, and fight to them. I, I can't even, I, it seems like almost every single game they, w- they would end up being down down big in the first half and then they'd come back in the second half and pull out a crazy win. And they just kind of started doing that all the time. And those wins started adding up. And then before you know it, it's a, you know, all-star break and the Pacers are sitting there in the middle of the league and they ended up holding on to it. Um, But one of the things that kind of reminded me of was back to that Indiana Hoosiers team I mentioned in 2011, 2012, uh, the team just, they were always smiling. They were always having fun. They were, they just had each other's backs and it was, it was a lot of fun to root for a team like that. And it makes me excited to, you know, for next year because we're bringing them back a lot of the same guys. Um, well, actually I'll just go get right into it. So yeah, basically just recapping last year, I think we hit it. They, they overachieved all deep out of breakout season and um, things are looking up for the Pacers this year. So now as I, I want to talk about this upcoming season, um, but first, the, the guys that we ended up losing off of last year's team, notably, there's only one that really concerns me, and it's not even that big of a concern, but we no longer have Lance Stevenson, who's a crowd favorite in Indiana. You know, Lance is one of those guys that would come in off the bench and just, he was a spark plug, and sometimes he's a spark plug for the other team, though, and so personally I'm fine not having Lance we uh his minutes are going to be in good hands and I'll get to that as I talk about the uh, additions to the team but so we lost Lance Stevenson he's actually now with the he's with he teamed up with LeBron in LA and it's kind of funny because Lance was the guy that would would uh, blow on LeBron's ears kind of pester LeBron so it's it's interesting to see that LeBron took took Lance in and made him his own teammate uh, the Pacers also are going to be without Glenn Robinson III. Glenn Robinson III, uh, was, he spent a lot of the year last year injured. And he, I don't know if, I, well, yeah, he would have been signed by the Detroit Pistons. So he's staying in our conference or in our division. So we'll see him a couple of times this year. Um, I like Glenn Robinson. He would have been a great fit for the Pacers. We lack wing, wing depth. Um, if you don't know what wings are, wings are basically like your small forwards. They're your guys that are kind of in the middle between your big dudes and your little dudes. Uh, we don't have a lot of guys that 
that fit that right now on the team. So it would have been nice having Glenn Robinson around. Um, but he didn't play much last year, so it's kind of hard to say that we're going to miss him that much. Uh, we also lost Trevor Booker. He was a, a late addition last year, I believe, after after the All-Star break. Um, you know, he, he was good, solid, but whatever. And the same thing, Al Jefferson, he's going to be gone as well. He was an old guy, um, real big, real crafty, great post player, but not very athletic. Didn't didn't secure a lot of minutes last year, and I think we're going to be fine without him. So you look at those guys we're no longer with, and you compare it to the guys that we replaced them with, and I think the Pacers improved, at least on the on paper this year or during the offseason. So to start with, the big the big new addition, if you're a Pacers fan and you don't know anything about the team this next year is going to be um, they signed a one they signed Tyreek Evans to one year deal from Tyreek Evans. He was a former rookie of the year, a little bit of background on Tyreek. He uh, played college basketball at the university of Memphis back when uh, John Calipari, who's now the Kentucky coach before Calipari went to Kentucky. He had a, he had a run at Memphis when he, he took Memphis to, I know at least the championship game once, uh, with Derrick Rose. And anyways, Tyreek Evans was a product of, of Memphis and Calipari. And I think he was drafted in 2009. Um, but Tyreek was drafted by the Sacramento Kings. He ended up winning Rookie of the Year. I believe he averaged over 20 points a game, over five rebounds a game, and over five assists a game as a rookie. Now, obviously, he was on a shitty team. But still, Rookie of the Year. Um, and then Tyreek's dealt with a lot of injuries this over the rest of his career, which has been, you know, eight years or so. But last year, he happened to have his best year, I would say, arguably even better than his rookie year, um, where he he played for the Memphis Grizzlies and averaged uh, over 20 points a game, you know, four or five assists, four or five rebounds. Uh, Memphis was terrible, but um, Tyreek was a really was kind of one of the lone bright spots there for Memphis. So I'm glad to see the Pacers signed him. And and I think uh, Tyreek is basically going to absorb all of Lance Stevenson's minutes from last year. Plus he's probably going to eat into some of Bojan Bogdanovic's minutes and maybe even some of Corey Joseph's minutes and maybe even some of Derek Carlson's minutes. But overall, when you're looking, when you're, I mean, you can't even really compare Tyreek and Lance. Tyreek's a way better player. Uh, way more consistent. The biggest concern with Tyreek Evans is going to be if he can stay healthy. Uh, if we can keep him healthy, and hopefully, if you know, coming off the bench, if that's if that's what Nate McMillan chooses to do, um, with Tyreek coming off off the bench, we can maybe monitor his minutes, maybe get him you know twenty four to twenty six minutes a game, and we can res- we can keep the wear and tear on his body low this year, uh, and and make sure that he's ready to go for the playoffs. Another new addition this year that should get some run is uh, free agent Doug McDermott. And Doug McDermott is a guy from the University of Creighton, which is in Iowa. So he's a Midwestern boy. Uh, His dad was the coach at Creighton. And uh, McDermott has struggled since he's been in the league. This is going to be his fifth, fifth season. And the Pacers are now his fifth team. So... The Pacers took a chance on on McDermott. They signed him to I think a three a two year deal for maybe twenty or no sixteen million. I think he's getting eight million a year. So they paid him pretty well. 
and obviously the Pacers like what McDermott brings, and I I actually do too. I think he's going to be a great a great role player for us. He's a lights out shooter, something that the Pacers were were desperately in need of last year. Once you got into the bench, it was hard to find guys that could come in and, and knock down threes. Uh, we were hoping, I think, probably that T.J. Leaf would play that role, but he just never he didn't really pan out last year. Granted, he's only a rookie, but um, I think it's going to be nice having McDermott in to help solidify our bench unit. And um, one thing about McDerm- McDermott was he was a stud in college. He was, ended up being the 11th overall pick. For, he's a first round, so lottery pick. He was a lottery pick. Uh, I think he was drafted by Chicago. I, th- I think, yeah. So he's played for the Bulls, um, the Knicks, the Thunder, and the Mavericks. Uh, one of the things about McDermott is he did play that when he was with the Thunder, that was the same year that uh, Oladipo was there. So there's a little bit of continuity there between DeMontis Sabonis, uh, Doug McDermott, and, and Victor Oladipo. They were all teammates prior uh, in OKC. Um, so yeah, Doug McDermott, new addition to the team, three-point shooter, probably like 6'8". Um, I'd like to see him just you know hit threes and, and not be a liability on defense too much. This is kind of McDermott's probably last chance if he's going to stick in the NBA or not. Um, and I, but it's a good situation for him. It really is. Another new guy that could get some run is our first-round draft pick this year, Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is a point guard from UCLA. And uh, interesting thing about Aaron is he's got a couple brothers that are in the NBA already. So he's he's actually got two older brothers in the NBA, Drew, a point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. And Justin, I believe, still plays for the Chicago Bulls. So Holiday's got a, he's got a, a storied, um, he comes from a storied family, obviously with three, got three brothers now in the NBA. He's a, he's a guy that I think spent three years in college. And uh, so he's, he's going to be pretty well polished. Um, the big thing for what I see or what I think about when I think about Aaron Holiday, he, he's very quick. He's a really good shooter. He knows the game. Uh, my biggest question is he's a little guy and can he make his mark? Uh, can he play at this level? I think that's always something you got to, you know, you got to kind of wait and find out when you're dealing with little guys uh, when they make the jump from college to the, to the pros is it's a different game. You're going against different athletes and sometimes you can get away with stuff in college being small or being not as strong or not as quick and you just get exposed in the NBA. So um, for Aaron Holiday as a rookie, you know, we've got Darren Collison starting. Uh, we've got Corey Joseph backing him up. So really, you know, Aaron is going to be more like our fifth guard, you know, with Tyreek and Victor. So not a lot of minutes here, but when he does get minutes, what I want to see is him hold his own physically out on the court. I think his skills are, are, are great. And I think if he can hold himself, hold his own physically, um, that he could have a great career and, uh, you know, might eventually be able to back up or, or uh, take on Darren Collison's role. So that's Aaron Holiday. He was, uh, what did the Pacers pick? I want to say 21, 21st pick of the draft. And so first round draft pick, we've got him for a couple of years. Little guy, um, hopefully he can play. Uh, we also, well, stick with the rookies. Our second round draft pick who the Pacers signed to a contract is Elise Johnson. And Elise Johnson is physically, you know, exactly what the Pacers need, unfortunately. 
uh, at least from the the times I've watched him, he's his game is is behind. He's got a lot of development to do, um, but athletically he's a beast. A six nine two twenty ish, just a freak athlete. He's got you know he he fills that wing position which the Pacers desperately need after losing uh, Glenn Robinson the third. But you know I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon with Elise Johnson. I would be shocked if he got any playing time this year. And, uh, but for him, I like the pick for the Pacers, stash him away, let him develop, let him be part of the team. Um, you know, see how hard these guys work and hopefully he can get, uh, he can make his game improved. Uh, and then the last, the last addition this year, who's a guy who's going to get some run and who's also a former teammate of Victor Oladipo is uh, Kyle O'Quinn. So Kyle O'Quinn is going to be taking the minutes from Al Jefferson and, um, you know, which I can't wait to see. Kyle Quinn's going to be such a big improvement over Al Jefferson. And um, he's about 6'10". He's a guy who doesn't need the ball. He doesn't score the ball that often, but he's just going to be your, he's kind of like your Dennis Rodman. Like he's just going to rebound. He's going to play defense. He's going to be physical. And he's going to really kind of anchor the second unit um, as far as in the bigs, as, as a big man, like getting rebounds, uh, hopefully. And uh, the one thing about Kyle is, you know, he he doesn't have that much offensive skills. So whenever he's asked to to shoot the ball or dribble uh, or make passes, you know, he struggles with that. Um, but he's a young or not. He's not a younger guy. He's a vet. I think he's about 27, 28 years old. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see um, how he fits in with the Pacers. I don't know if he's going to make our rotation as far as like a playoff rotation. But definitely during the regular season, um, he'll be backing up Turner and Sabonis and Thad Young. Uh, I look forward to having Kyle Quinn. So I'm really excited for the new guys, especially, uh, you know, Tyreek, Kyle Quinn, Doug McDermott, and Aaron Holiday. Uh, I think all four of those guys could see some minutes. So those are the new guys. Um, we touched base a lot on, on, on the roster, but I just wanted to go through and break down, you know, kind of where we're looking at here. Um, guys that I think are not going to get very much run at all, kind of the back end of the bench. These are guys that you're not even going to know what uniform number they are because uh, they're always in their warmups. Uh, but you've got Elise Johnson, uh, Ike. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I saw him play in Fort Wayne uh, for the Mad Ants last year, but uh, Anagabo, I don't know his last name. He's from UCLA, uh, second second or third year player. And then uh, TJ Leaf. Another thing about the Pacers, we have four guys from UCLA and they're all about, they're all young dudes. Well, not all, but actually the oldest guys is from UCLA, but anyways. Uh, so yeah, TJ Leaf, Elise Johnson, and I'm going to call him Ike or EK, uh, big dude. So those three guys, not going to get much run, not going to get much air on the Pacer pod, if you know what I mean. Uh, the next batch of guys are who are going to, going to play, but probably not going to be in our playoff rotation. And that's Kyle O'Quinn, Dougie McBuckets, and Aaron Holiday, who I, who I, all three of those guys are new. And I kind of talked about their um, potential um, already. Then you've got returning Corey Joseph, Bojan Bogdanovich, and Thaddeus Young. Now, these are all three guys going to, they're definitely going to get some serious run for us. Corey Joseph will be our backup guard. Um, I've heard trade rumors with Corey Joseph this year. I didn't look into it too much. However, 
he's a good, he's, I like Corey Joseph. I like him a lot, actually. I, I almost wouldn't mind him seeing him start. Uh, he's a good perimeter defender. He's got some good size. I think he's 6'4", um, compared to Darren Collison, who starts at like six foot. So Corey Joseph, at, he brings us some toughness. He brings us a good shooting, good playmaker. And, uh, but he's not great at anything. He's that, which is, which is why he's a good backup. He's a good backup point guard and two guard. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic, he last year was our starting small forward, probably going to be slated in that position again this year. Um, knockdown shooter, good size, six, eight, six, nine athletically, you know, he's a white dude that doesn't play that good at defense. Um, but he is pretty thick and, uh, you know, he hustles and I, th- I think he, I think he does a good job of, um, spacing the floor for the Pacers, which is why he starts, uh, with Bojan this year, hopefully, you know, I actually would like to see him not start and just come off the bench. Um, but who knows? He's, he was, he's young. I think he's 27 or 28. Um, he might have a, he might have another, uh, another level to get to. And if that were the case, um, he could really add. He could really add a nice, a nice piece to the Pacers if he were, you know, to to shoot the ball a little bit more consistently and um, improve his defense just a little bit. Uh, then you got Thad Young, old faithful. Uh, Thad Young, he's been on the Pacers now for maybe just this last year might have been. I don't know actually. I shouldn't be speaking on it, uh, but I know he he had a he was he played for the Philadelphia 76ers to start his career and. Solid player. Just that when I think of Thaddeus Young, that's what I think. I think just think of I just think of solid. He's not too good, not too bad. He's a, he's a he's someone who can guard um, the other team's best best uh, forwards, which is something that the Pacers desperately need, uh, especially with uh, Bojan not being that good defensively. So Thad Young is just kind of solid. There he is. Uh, I don't expect a whole lot from him. He's but. You know, if he can just be in that eight to ten points per game, five to six boards, three to four assists, uh, maybe Thad can get us a steal and a half and maybe a block. Man, that would be amazing. Uh, that would be perfect. That's one of the things about this Pacers team is they're so balanced outside of all the depot. And you could probably argue that Turner, you know, hopefully what we really need from Turner is for him to take another step. But last year you had all depot and then the pack. Um and we noticed that when, when Oladipo was out, he missed seven games last year, and the Pacers lost all seven games without Oladipo. So Oladipo really is the engine that, that makes this team go. Um, but guys like Bojan and Thad Young and Darren Collison and Sabonis, uh, these are all guys that um, create such good balance for the Pacers and, and make it so that anybody's capable of scoring you know 15 points a game. Uh, then you go to the oldest guy on the team, which... Uh, is crazy because Darren Collison is now the oldest guy on the Indiana Pacers, and he uh, just turned 31. I looked it up. What this means is that if I were playing for the Pacers this year, I would be the oldest guy. So, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier I was a huge basketball card fan. I followed the NBA my entire life. And uh, so I always, you know, I'd always pay attention to the rosters and who is older and and whatever. I'd be interested to see if there's any other team in the league that is – that has that young of an oldest player. So the Pacers have nobody on their roster over 31, which is nuts. Um, but that's just a side note. So you got Darren Collison. 
He's lights out shooter. He actually led the led the NBA in three point percentage. Unfortunately, he does not take very many of them. So, um, but he's just a solid player. You know, probably in the bottom half of the starting point guards in the league. Definitely in the bottom half. Maybe a top twenty. Maybe twenty twenty five. Um, nothing too exciting with Darren. He's just a solid player. He doesn't turn the ball over very often, which is great. Uh, like I said, knocks down the three point shooter with uh, at a high rate knocks on three point shot at a high rate. And uh, for this year, I, you know, just the same thing, like if he can keep that three point percentage high and be a good mentor to uh, Aaron holiday and just be a glue guy, be, be part of that Pacers balanced attack is what we need from, from, Aaron, from Darren. And, and then uh, another guy that the Pacers have who I'm pretty excited about, he'll be coming into his third year in the league is DeMontis Sabonis. He came over in that trade um, last year with Oladipo and Sabonis was another first round lottery pick. He was drafted number 11, um, by the magic and, you know, just a guy who his rookie season in in OKC was just a bad fit. Didn't get a lot of run last year. He showed signs of being a stud. Uh, this guy, like when Turner was out, uh, Sabonis was, Averaging a double-double, I think, you know, probably 14, 15 points a game, 11, 12 boards. So he's not going to get that run with Turner in, but have it, it'll be interesting to see if Sabonis starts or if Thad Young starts. Either way, I'm expecting a big season out of Sabonis. Uh, apparently, uh, I saw some stuff on Instagram where it's like there's a nice little click form in here with Oladipo and uh, the young guys at Turner and Sabonis, and they're, they're getting shredded. And so that's good. That's what we want to see. We need... We want to see these guys athletic and healthy and strong. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to Sabonis next year, and hopefully he can he'll improve on last year's season and start to solidify himself as uh, you know a, an NBA starter. And then we've got three guys left, and these are the three most important players to me in this for this upcoming season. Um, Tyreek Evans, who I mentioned as the Pacers free, the free agent signing this this summer, uh, like a one year, twelve million dollars. The Tyreek has Tyreek is the player who could take this team to the next level. I think if the Pacers, um, if the Pacers were to ever, you know, say make it to the NBA Finals, I think it's going to be Tyreek Evans who gels perfectly with Victor Oladipo, and the emergence of Miles Turner. I'd like to see, uh, that's the three guys. You got Tyreek, Miles Turner, and Victor Oladipo. So I know I've spent a lot of time already talking about Oladipo. Um, the one thing with him that I will say is, you know, the question is, is he going to regress to what he was the first four or five seasons of his career? Is he going to stay the same as he was last year? Or does he have another jump to make? Uh, fingers crossed it's another jump um and then the last guy that i want to talk about is miles turner a big dude out of texas uh, 6'10 6'11 uh miles turner i think he might have been the 11th pick as well which is i, I need to look that up but i think uh, i already mentioned i know mcdermott sabonis and maybe even miles turner now uh were lottery picks and so the pacers have these late lottery pick guys so they have potential at one point you know people saw a lot of potential a lot of a lot of NBA um, followers were expecting uh, Turner to have a breakout season last year, and it just never happened. Um, but 
he seems to have put a lot of work in this offseason on his body. And I think, you know, hopefully his mind, like the thing, the thing that I always thought watching Turner last year was he just seemed a little soft. He seemed to get banged around, pushed around. Like he didn't consistently rebound the ball that well. Um, he does, he is one of the best, uh, one of the best players in the league of blocking shots. So I'd like to see that happen again this year, but I'd like to see him increase his scoring too. I think he averaged 12, 13 points a game last year. If we could get Turner up to over 15, uh, get that rebound number up to seven and a half to eight and a half, get over two blocks a game. Um, I think that would be exactly where we want Miles Turner to be this year and be more efficient. And um, uh, we'll go from there. So yeah, that, that's kind of the rundown on the roster as we start the season. Uh, I've got some expectations for the team. I, I think, you know, hitting that win mark that they had last year, which was 48, getting there or, or above. So let's just put that at 50. If the Pacers could win 50 games, um, finish as a top four team in the Eastern Conference, which would grant them home court home, home court advantage in the first round, um, which also means let's get that first playoff series win. I'd love to see the Pacers make it to the second round of the playoffs where they would uh, be matched up against um, most likely Toronto, Boston, or the Philadelphia 76ers. And who knows? I mean, I, I could see that the, I could, if, if Oladipo makes a leap, if Turner makes a leap, if Sabonis gets better, if Tyreek Evans gels, if that core group of guys who just make the Pacers balanced, which I mentioned would be like Darren Carlson, Thaddeus Young, Bojan Bogdanovic, those guys, Kylo Quinn, those guys just do their roles. And, and then, you know, our studs take another leap. I, I think the Pacers are going to be dangerous. I, the only team that I, I truly believe they have no chance at beating if that team is healthy would be the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics are just way too stacked this year. And they're just, they just overpower the Pacers, overmatch the Pacers. But you never know what could happen. And it's a long season. And, uh, man, I look forward to kind of going through this uh, and, and having this podcast to kind of talk about it. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see what, what, what the story is uh, as the season begins. Um, so yeah, basically 50 plus wins. Let's get a, let's get a playoff series win. I think that'd be a great building block as the team moves forward. And then I did write down just a couple storylines to watch out for as the season starts. Um, I mentioned earlier with Oladipo, you know, does he regress to what he was prior to Indiana? Does he duplicate the season that he had last year, which would be amazing? I mean, having the top 15 player, all NBA teams, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, we take that. Or does the guy have another leap in him? Is, is he going to improve again? Is he going to is he going to start um, putting himself in the conversation as an MVP candidate? I think there's a possibility that he could do that. If the Pacers win a bunch of games and, and Victor Oladipo is the reason, um, he could be an MVP candidate. That would be amazing. I think that's the ceiling, which is a pretty high ceiling. That's as high as it gets. Um, so just following Oladipo, I think as he goes, this team goes. So that's something I'll be looking out for this as the season goes along. Um, and then the progression of Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis. Turner is going to be going into his fourth season. Sabonis will be going into his third season. So let's see what these guys are made of. Are they guys that the Pacers can build around in the future? Um, Turner is going to be Turner is going to be a free agent after this season, so the Pacers are going to have to decide. You know, are we going to re-sign him or let him walk? Uh, so that'll be something to look out for. 
Another huge storyline is how Tyreek Evans fits in with the team. Is Tyreek going to be someone who buys into the to the fun and the team atmosphere that that the Pacers had last year? Uh, can they duplicate that chemistry? Um, is Tyreek okay coming off the bench? Is he okay having a limited role, not being the primary ball handler? Is he okay uh, being the primary ball handler off the bench? That's the best case scenario, um, I think. But I guess we'll see. Um, so you know, watching Tyreek, how he fits in with the team, how does him, how do him and Oladipo um, play together? Uh, what kind of rotations do, does Nate McMillan use Tyreek in? Um, that, that's something I'm interested in. And then uh, another storyline, which I mentioned earlier, is, is McDermott. I think it's either he fits in the Indiana or he doesn't, and he's out of the league. So, you know, fifth team in five years, like, let's see what you can do, McBuckets. And another, another thing to look out for this season is the fact that there's not many guys that are on contract for next year. So there's going to be a lot of players on this Pacers team um, with uncertain futures, and that can be good or bad. I think uh, I'm hoping it's good. A lot of times players, you know, play well during contract seasons because uh, that's what's fresh on people's minds. That's why teams are willing to, to shell out that cash uh, to, to acquire a player. So next year uh, or this season, <clears throat> only Victor Oladipo, uh, Sabonis, and McDermott are on contract uh, as far as guys that are actually going to play. We've got uh, our rookies like Holiday and um, TJ Lee first on their rookie deals. But, um, you know, Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, Tyreek Evans, Bojan Bogdanovic, Darren Collison, and Kyle O'Quinn uh, all do not know where they're going to be for the 2019-2020 season. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that plays out. Um, yeah, so this was fun. I, I had some notes and just kind of ran through those. I'm uh, looking at about 35 minutes of uh, airtime here. Um, what's next for the Pacer Pod? Well, the uh, like I said, today is the um, media day. So I'll probably go back and, and listen to some of those interviews, see if I can pull out anything of interest. And training camp starts and then preseason games start um, in the next week. So I don't know if I'll, uh, if I'll have anything to say about that. Uh, but if I do, I'll be sure to, you know, kind of hop on here and, and put it down. So uh, not too bad. I'll get better. This is uh, episode one of the Pacers pod. Thanks for checking it out. Peace.